Good morning, and welcome this Wednesday morning to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. As we continue this morning, we're still following the same train of thought that we had from the previous day, Tuesday. And today we're going to be reading from the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 15. I want to introduce our topic, and basically we want to find out, in all that we have been studying concerning the battle for the mind, the name of Jesus, principalities and powers, there's two things that we have to realize. Our heart, or the spirit man, and our mind are so closely connected that only the Word of God can separate and divide them, according to the book of Hebrews. It clearly says and states, that between them both, that is between the heart and between the mind, between what's thought and what is intention, we can only use the Word of God to make a distinction. It says, for the Word of God is quick, which is the word alive, and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing, and this simply means it thoroughly penetrates. Piercing even to dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and joint and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So from this we can gather... That the Word of God is the only thing that can make the exact separation and division between what is operating in our mind, what is operating in our heart, or in our spirit man. But yet they're so closely connected that sometimes it seems that they overlap over one another. And here is one example in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 15. It says, I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit. Ruah, the Hebrew name in the beginning. You know, God created the heavens and the earth. And the Spirit of God moved upon the waters, the Ruah. So it says, I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body. And the visions of my head troubled me. So notice, we have Daniel being grieved in his spirit, just as Jesus was grieved in his spirit. He was troubled. There were times when he rejoiced in his spirit. So we see that there is a distinction that is made. Now, even though Daniel is in the Old Testament, he did not have the teachings of Jesus. He didn't have the, 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 the parables and all the things that the Master taught. But Daniel was very sensitive and quick to understand spiritual things and the realm of the spirit. And he was grieved in his spirit. And he says, this took place right in the midst of his body. I was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body. Now, this is important to understand because many times you hear comments like, I just had a gut feeling. Or, you know, I just felt so tight uh, in my stomach area uh, or in the pit of my stomach. Even though it feels and 
looks like it's something that's right out of our physical body. And I'm not talking about having a stomach ache. I'm talking about things that are happening in the spirit that literally affect what we would call our gut area, our bosom area, uh, what, what we would call the area that is where our intestines and stomach and all that area is at. Jesus called it belly. And we're going to see that in a little bit when he said, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. In other words, when a person is either praying or speaking in tongues, and those that have experienced it, those that understand it, now, I'm not talking about going off to the deep end. It feels like a gusher that wants to come out right from the middle of your stomach, right from the middle of that pitted area, and it just wants to bubble over. And, of course, uh, the tongue being the instrument of which it happens or takes place, then the person that speaks, speaks in other tongues or in another language, or whatever we want to call it, angelic tongues. Uh, I'm not even going to get into that right now. But just at the fact that Jesus said, out of his belly. Well, Daniel identifies that area of where the spirit man basically is lodged. He's called the man of the heart. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit, in the midst of my body. And the visions of my head troubled me. So notice, he identifies his spirit, he identifies his body, and he identifies his mind or his head of what he saw. So here we have three very distinct areas, yet they're all interconnected. Only the Word of God can separate where one begins, where the other one starts or ends, and so forth. So I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit, in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. Many times people have said, you know, I just had a good feeling. I shouldn't have bought that, or I shouldn't have gone there, or I shouldn't have said that, or I shouldn't have done that. And that was basically our spirit, and many times with the Spirit of God, giving us direction and warning. But since we're, we're not trained to distinguish between what is body and what is spirit, and sometimes what just is thought and head and, and brain thinking and mind, then we, we don't have clarity. But as we study our study today, and even on Thursday, we will help understand this a little bit more, as the scripture teaches us. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. And I, at least I want to get some scriptures uh, done here today. Uh, this morning so that you can be able to study. It says. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. That's W-H-O-L-L-Y. That means completely. Entirely. The, the word that we're using there. Uh, in, in, in the Greek, means absolutely perfect. Meaning, to be absolutely perfect, it's got to be in spirit, it's got to be in body, it's got to be in soul. So it says here, 
The very God of peace sanctify you. That means that he separates you unto himself entirely, absolutely perfect. And he says, and I pray your whole, this time it's W-H-O-L-E, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The word spirit there is the word pneuma. The word soul there is the word suki. Now these are the Greek words that are used and the word uh, for uh, physical body is the word soma, S-O-M-A. Now, it uses three different words, yet it's describing one individual. One whole individual, but yet made up of spirit, soul, and body. That you be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then let's read in the book of John chapter 7 verse 38, once again, He that believeth on me, as the scripture <clears throat> has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the word belly there in the Greek is a cavity, uh, specifically our abdomen, abdomen area. Uh, so uh, it can figuratively be described as our heart. Uh, the belly or even the womb area uh, for for a woman. But for a man, like I said, we identify it as the belly. Now, what does this mean to us? The guidance and the directions of the Holy Spirit. Many times you have that inward witness. There is, there is just that nagging, that nagging. That something is it's not coming from your head, but it's, it's something that you can feel down deep in your gut area. And it is there where the Spirit of God and your spirit are bearing witness to something that is going to take place or something that is taking place or something that has taken place. And it could involve either going, following instructions, being obedient or not going or not doing certain things. But it is definitely felt in the body. But even if you don't feel it in the body, the spirit still is bearing witness with our spirit. And sometimes our mind just gets these thoughts, these ideas. And it's learning to distinguish what is happening that makes the difference. Because remember, the enemy is trying to get into and put his thoughts his ideas, his ideology, his way of believing, his way of thinking, his way of doing things, so that that can then be transferred to our minds and our bodies become obedient to these things. But we have to learn to distinguish. It is a process of learning. It's not done overnight. It takes a lifetime of learning to be obedient. That's why it says, walk in the Spirit. If you walk in the Spirit, you'll live in the Spirit. If you live in the Spirit, then you must walk in the Spirit. See, it's not like uh, at the end of the shift of eight hours, I turn it off and then uh, I turn it back on when I'm ready. No, this is something that we were imparted on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit to be our guide, our comforter, our teacher, our advocate, our helper, our standby. 
in all the things that involve our life. And there's one more scripture that I really want to quickly wrap it up with. And that is in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Once again, the word belly here is used in the Old Testament. Just like in the New Testament, Jesus used that word. And of course, uh, the word there, once again, it means uh, the area where uh, to be hollow, uh, especially the womb, uh, the bosom of the body, uh, as we identified before, being that stomach area where the intestines and everything else is at. So God uses the spirit of man as his lamp. In other words, if I could put it in another word, God uses our human spirit to instruct and guide it, give it light, give it witness, so that he can search all the inward parts of us as much as he can, so that he not only knows us exactly as we are, but that we can also begin to know ourselves. And finally, I'm going to read from the book of Romans in chapter 8, verse 16. It says the Spirit himself, it says itself in the King James translation, but the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Just like he bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, he'll also bear witness with us on what we should do or when we should do it or not do it. That makes the difference. And then, of course, within the human spirit, our ability to have a conscience that has been saved by God through the cleansing of the blood of Jesus, then we're able to know that we're doing the right thing. Not just a thing, but the right thing. So the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit. Sometimes you get that urge, that feeling, yes, do this, you know, help that person, say this word, uh, bless them, etc., 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 etc. And it is the Holy Spirit bearing witness with our spirit, God guiding our spirit, and searching us to let us know and to direct our lives. But remember, it is the Word of God that makes the difference in everything. From the book of Hebrews, we learned that the scripture says very clearly that God himself, through his word, is able to do something. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So as God is using the Holy Spirit himself, or the Holy Spirit himself is using our spirit to be able to let us know the very intentions and the very thoughts of our heart so that we can follow and align them with God's thoughts and God's ways and God's word. Versus the thoughts that are thrown to us by the enemy. 
Until we meet again, I say the Lord richly bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.